G'day, Ben here. Before we get started with today's show, I want to share with you something very exciting. See, right now, this week, as of the release of this podcast, doors are open for my flagship online video strategy blueprint course. Now, this is a course that over 80 video production companies and video producers have been through over the last 18 months, and doors are open once more so that you can join right now. You see, as video producers and content creators, I really feel that it's time to step up, to take the lead and to make a real difference for our clients by creating video that works, video that gets results, video that makes sense in our digital world and returns on our clients' investment. No longer is it enough to be simply good at our craft or master our ability to shoot creatively, craft a story or communicate a message for our clients. What are we really being hired for as video producers? to just produce great video or actually deliver a solution to help our clients' businesses grow. Right now, during this time in particular, I believe it's time to reposition yourself as a video strategist and make that transition from video producer and I want to help you do that. You can learn more at onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com where you can either jump in on one of the free trainings I'm conducting this week or depending on when you go to that page, you will be able to join the course onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com is the place to go. And as a special for you guys listening to this podcast, if you want to jump into the course and save $100 off the full course price, just enter the coupon code podcast100 when you enroll in the course. That coupon code again, podcast100, podcast100, and you will save $100 off the full course price. And I can't wait to see you on the inside. But right now, let's get on with episode 140 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 140 of the podcast and my guest today is video strategist and personal branding expert, Rich Cardona. And that's what we're gonna talk about today, the power of video and video strategy in building a personal brand around your business. Rich Cardona is a first-generation American and retired Marine Corps attack helicopter pilot. After getting a master's in business administration out of fear that he wouldn't be marketable, he ventured into the traditional workplace and landed a job with Amazon. And while he admits that Amazon is the tip of its spear, his experience in fulfillment at Amazon was unfulfilling. So he quit, moved into his in-law's basement and searched for ideas that could potentially lead to a business of his own. And after spending time with and documenting Claude Silver, VaynerMedia's chief heart officer, he realized that there was a need for executives like her to become more visible. And so Rich Cardona Media was born. Rich's team now helps executives and entrepreneurs become more visible by using video to create long-term content and social media consulting. Now I wanted to get Rich on the show because he has a really valuable and interesting take on the role of video and personal branding and 
and I know you're going to love this episode. Now, once again, we actually conducted this episode live on LinkedIn Live. So if you want to be able to get a sneak peek into some of these episodes and know when we go live, then I encourage you to head on over and connect with me, Ben Amos on LinkedIn, and then you'll see when we have a LinkedIn Live podcast episode as well. So that's enough from me. Let's get into my interview with Rich Cardona. Rich, welcome to the show. I'm here. How's it going? Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Um, so you you call yourself a video strategist, which is great. That aligns with, with me and a lot of listeners to this show that are starting to position themselves as video strategists or experts in video strategy as well. But yep. you have a great focus on, um, on personal branding as well, and that's why I wanted to bring you on the show here for this episode. Before we get into that, though, Rich, tell us, for people that haven't heard of Rich Cardona before, who are you and what got you into the world of what you do in video today? Yeah, so I I, I hate the cliche. I kind of fell into it. I, I feel like that is such a BS answer, but uh, everything that happened led me here. And I, I was in the Marine Corps. I served in the Marine Corps for 17 years before I retired uh, a couple years early. And then I ended up uh, working at a big retailer that we all depend on for all of our things. And I did not enjoy that experience very much uh, for those couple of years. I quit, I became an entrepreneur and, and I started seeing some Peter McKinnon videos and I'm like, I could take pictures. Oh, wow. I love taking pictures. I could do this and quickly realized you have to be struck by lightning to have that kind of talent. So I kind of pivoted a little bit to video and doing promos. And then I started focusing on executives and the executive I focused on who was a, a friend of mine was called Silver. She's the chief heart officer at VaynerMedia. And she took a chance on me, allowing me to document her journey because I just am very much enamored with her and her, her kind of superpower. So I documented her, tested it out. I had no idea what I was doing. And then about... 18 months later, here we are. And now, you know, I have a client roster of multiple CEOs and executives in which we focus, focus on the, the personal branding. So their vision and their values and, and just what they have to offer the world is out, is out in the open for everyone to see. Awesome. And what role do you feel a video plays in personal branding at that executive level? It, it is so critical. <laughs> it is... Yeah. And, and we talked right before we started recording, but everyone wants someone to emulate or has people that they want to emulate, but it only really and truly becomes achievable when it's relatable. And that is so unbelievably crucial uh, to an audience when you are dealing with executives. Uh, executives by nature you know, some of them probably don't want the spotlight or maybe they feel indulgent and some of them like to operate behind the scenes. But the truth of the matter is if you have that much value to bring and you are, you know, executing at such a high level and you are leading and you are managing, then let people in to see that. Because I, as a consumer or someone who is in the audience out here on social media may really cling to that and maybe learn from you. And and I think what happens is executives just focus on 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 immediately what's in front of them. But I think the net is can be cast far wider when there is an audience out in the open in the internet that is waiting to learn from you and to gather the value you have to offer. Yeah. So what would you say to those executives that are fearful, I guess, of building a brand around their, their personality, like they sit back, they prefer to to be, I guess, the silent 
puller of levers behind a, an organization. What would you say to kind of encourage them to, to come out and build a personal brand? Yeah. So like, it's extremely common for them to feel indulgent, narcissistic. Uh, why would I do that? Uh, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of questions behind it, but it really, the bottom line is, and you and I both know uh, in the video world that what, what makes successful video in a lot of cases and long standing audience members is value providing content. Executives truly have value to offer in so many capacities. So whether you're silent or whether you're a big extrovert and a big time, uh, you know, outward facing leader, the more people you reach, the further effect you're going to have, the, the bigger kind of legacy. And, and ultimately, it's not about you. If I'm a CEO of a company and I'm usually behind the scenes and you work with someone like me and we start helping your brand, there obviously are positive byproducts that happen for that company as well. <laughs> Especially if I'm not even talking to the CEO and maybe I'm talking to senior managers or the CFO, how they approach things. There's other CFOs that are going to say, wow, you know, I, I like what's going on there. And, you know, in reality, what they're doing is they can serve such a wider audience of people who are craving the knowledge that they have. They think and they want to leave it up to everyone else. They want to leave it to the big personalities, the Grand Cardones, the Gary V's, all these people who are just born to do it. But some people don't learn from people like that. And some people don't learn from people like you. And some people don't learn from people like me. So the more people that are out there providing value, which in my opinion is how you win customers and audience members for life, is by putting it out there and sharing. It's literally just about serving people all around than, than just what's in front of you. More importantly, this may draw the attention that you want in case you ever want to make a, a bigger leap or have a different opportunity, or if you wanted to take a chance on a startup instead of your traditional role where you're at. So the byproducts are, in, in my opinion, endless, but ultimately it's how many people can you provide to? If I'm focusing just on my organization, um, that's one thing. But if I'm casting that wider net, so to speak, then more people could learn from you, more people will know you, and more people, the more people you could help. I think you've raised an interesting point there that potentially is challenging for some, particularly in leadership, around building a personal brand, which is around the person, right? But you are representing as as leadership level, a, an organization, a, a brand, a company, right? And then you mentioned the idea of the power of building a personal brand from career development, allowing you to take that personal brand with you as you move on to other things, which is exactly. great from a, from a CEO's or a leader's perspective. However, from a business or an organization perspective, there's the potential there that there's a fear of, well, we don't want our leadership team to build personal brand because, you know, that brand equity that they build up is going to go with them when they, when they move somewhere else. So what, what do you say to that? Uh, yeah. That's such a good question. Potentially that brand equity could disappear, but what you're actually doing, if you do this is showing the caliber people that work at this company and attract more of the same. So that is, that is, that is self-induced fear. And that is not of an abundance mindset. So the whole time you're doing this, you're, you're not only attracting potentially other senior leaders that can come in, but even at the lowest rung, so to speak, of that workforce, if they see someone like Ben and be like, I would love to work for that guy, that is far better than farming out for interviews online all the time and just having, you know, semi-qualified people coming. And especially if you're a smaller organization. So the, yeah, the answer to that is, is 
any attention for the business that puts it in a positive light is going to be good for the business. Um, and more importantly, that brand equity, you're probably going to attract the same talent or even better talent. And you might just get inquired, say, Hey, you know, I think I can help. Like, please keep me in mind if anything ever changes. And then maybe you have a little bit of a pipeline. So I don't, we don't usually operate in that way on purpose, meaning trying to get people different positions or anything of that nature, but obviously it's a potential byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, what you're talking about there is that when you put a personal brand behind a, a, a larger brand or behind a logo behind an organization and you allow your people to, to show their, to be themselves, to show some authenticity and to put value out into the world. I think that, brand equity gets split in both ways, you know, it goes to the person, to the personal brand. And also absolutely you build that affinity with the, the brand itself. Um, okay. if it's done, if it's done right. So I yep. think that there's, it's a win-win. It's not a, it's not a win-lose kind of a situation. I think for, for businesses and for the individual, it's a win-win. So I, I I'm a hundred percent on board with that. So let, let's talk about video specifically in, sure. in this world of personal branding and and people who listen to this podcast understand my focus is on the strategy behind the video, not just what videos to make. I mean, people who have witnessed some of what people like Gary Vaynerchuk do with video probably feel a bit overwhelmed by, you know, yeah. how they can just use video to try and be everywhere. And yes. I think people don't want to necessarily be the Gary V of their industry, but you know, what, what's the strategy? How do you go about getting people to start with video in the first place to build their personal brand? And then once they've started, what are the, what are the steps that you'd want them to be taking? Absolutely. I start by simply doing an audit of their social media. First and foremost, I would say, and you might be inclined to agree with platforms like Facebook and Instagram, the reach is, is very, very poor unless you are going to shell out a lot of money to do that. So my first instinct is always to go, where can you gain the most organically? And right now that's LinkedIn. And if you have a little bit of humor in you and occasional dance from time to time, that could be TikTok. And I'll, I, as a matter of fact, I hit a million views total on TikTok today. And I started at the end of December and I've just been testing, just testing. Yeah. Um, but we have to audit. And I say, we look and the data is compelling, especially on a platform like LinkedIn. Video outperforms by four to five times text and image posts. And that's because you have to imagine people just scrolling through their feed. A picture doesn't do it anymore. And if you have to read... You know, if you're someone like me, I'm really not in the mood to read. Now, if you have a compelling headline and a video that I could click on or a thumbnail, so to speak, like in, in YouTube language, then that's a difference maker. So the data is right there. And for example, one of my clients uh, last year, uh, so I ran, I just ran his numbers right before this. And he had uh, between January and the 9th of April last year, he had a combined Let's see here. It was about 40 posts and they were all text. They were all shared posts, meaning he shared an external link and image posts. Um, and he had about somewhere right here, it says about 11,000 11, total views. I mean, which is very poor. This year, he has 138,000 views. Um, his engagement rate is up 3%. His comments are up 170%. Shares, he had zero shares. I mean, no one shared his content last year. He has 166 shares this year. And okay. then lastly, his likes are up by 400, 431%. 
which is insane. And that is all because I met him and I said, in January, we are going to start doing this. And, and away we went. So the data doesn't lie uh, in terms of why I suggest video. Um, now, in terms of how do we get started? How do we get started? Well, there's a couple ways to get started. And and that well, is... What I'd, what I'd love to do, Rich, is because that, that case study that you just unpacked there, well, the numbers are compelling, right? And I think yep. listeners are going to be thinking, well, okay, so walk us through, what did you do from from January. So this is this is exactly what I did. Uh, word for word, what we did, or I'll, I'll go step by step. We scheduled a visit to where I was going to go to his hometown, where his headquarters of both his nonprofit and his for-profit are. So we went and he wanted to go to the offices and all these other things. I was like, nope, like we're going to hang out in your house for a while. We hung out in his house and I brought another videographer with me. And I basically, it was almost like a vlog in which I was just asking him questions. He's a decorated military veteran. Uh, he's an avid reader. So we went into his office. I just simply asked him about what's it like working from home. And as we were recording, of course, his daughter came in a bunch of times. So that was pretty funny. Um, talked to his wife, talked about how they met. How is it you being a special forces person, uh, you know, you are a special, a special forces a Green Beret, how is it for your wife? How do you talk about those things when you get back? How was it? All these little things. And I'm telling you, the first three months was strictly just personal content. And that is by design. And you yeah. and I both know it's no like and trust. People just want to get to know you. So as time went on, we started doing a little bit more uh, business-centric uh kind of interviews, so to speak. And I always do interview style. And the reason I say that is because no matter how great of a storyteller they are, if they turn on the camera themselves, they are going to be official rich talking and, and it's just going to be structured, structured, rigid. They're going to want to redo it a ton of times. Like we, we don't do that. Real is real. So we started doing that. And we don't talk about the business specifically, but we talk about how they operate in the business, how they think as an entrepreneur, how they think as a CEO or executive director of a nonprofit. And we curated the videos and we just obviously look for pattern recognition and away we went. And it was just astounding. And here is the benefit that a lot of people don't realize. His views were through the roof, comments through the roof. But people who hadn't reached out to him in so long started to reach out to him and just say, you are everywhere. You are blowing up. This is amazing. And he just started garnering what we all know what we want is all the attention and that attention led directly to his business and it really helped his book that he released uh, in February. So, so all we did was just go out, spend one day a month together in which I would record all this content, chop it up, change your shirt, change your outfit, change the scenery. Let's go on a drive. I'll record you while we're driving and, and just almost, I want to say vlog style, but very purpose and purpose, uh, a lot of purpose behind it. Yeah, I think that's great, that idea of starting with the the human connection, you know, because that's how people work, you know. That's how we work as in interpersonal relationships or business relationships or anything is is we 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 want to connect on a human level with, with the brand or the business or the person that we're eventually engage with, right? Yeah. And I think um I, I love that idea of just allowing a bit of that personality to show through in a in a strategic and structured yes. way. Yes. Uh, it wasn't just 
you know, stick a camera in the corner of the lounge room and film <laughs> everything that happens in that house because it's nope. probably not going to be the right brand image. Exactly. Um, but I love, I love that. Yeah. And uh, when you kind of then transitioned into talking more, more business oriented content, you know, it seems more natural. It seems less forced, I imagine, right? Without seeing specifically what you did with this person. Yeah, it was a natural bridge. Um, it was a yeah. natural bridge. And and here's the funny thing for anyone out there who's listening, who, who really is shy about video content or, or, you know, how it's going to perform. And, and I think any one of us in this industry have suffered from that at one point or another. You really, truly feel like everyone in the world saw it when you posted it. And that that was your only shot. So <laughs> you're just like, okay, you can repurpose this stuff all the time. Uh, everyone did not get to know you in that first three months. Everyone did not see all your posts. Everyone did not, all your connections didn't even engage. Probably 10% of your connections did. So what I like to do that's why I like to be there. That's why I like to help pull the string on the stories and just kind of keep it very real. All that stuff can be repurposed. But when we went from personal to focusing a little bit more on how he operates in the business specifically, it was more intriguing. Um, and you really have to be strategic about the message that you're trying to send. This person specifically that I'm talking about, this case study, I, I already mentioned he's a special forces person, but he also is a nonprofit, a CEO, executive director of a nonprofit and a CEO. So why would you choose to do that to yourself? Because that is a lot of work and you have a family. Okay. But we've already kind of established his work ethic a little bit, the type of family uh, work-life balance he has, but this was an easy bridge for me because he is used to stress he is used to unfamiliar environments. He is used to unbelievable challenges. So that made complete sense when we pivoted a little bit into how he operates as a businessman. And the stories just got better and the views became more and more. It was, it was, it was, a, this one in particular was fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Talk to us about that, that multiple touch point. So not aiming to create just one. Uh, story video or mini documentary about the the personal brand or the person um, and putting it out there and try and see how many views you got. Like what you're talking about here with this strategy is multiple pieces of content strategically distributed on certain platforms over time. Yeah. And like you say, not everyone's going to see every piece of content, right? But so talk to us about that. Like what's behind that concept? So we look, we look very critically at at the end of every week and we have weekly performance and, and we have a couple apps that we use to really get all the metrics that we need. And we just evaluate, uh, we about like, wow, you know, like they really enjoy, you know, when you talk about your daughter because you come across as a softy, we have to like, incorporate that. Does that mean we're going to, every video is going to be him and his daughter? Absolutely not. But we, we kind of, I would say pepper the different types of content in the beginning. And then we're able to just extract probably three to four main themes is what I like to say that we're going to stick to. You can't be, you know, you know this, like you can't be everywhere and you can't talk about everything. And as uh, you know, Sean Cannell always says, uh, you have to research before you record. So the other strategic part of it is what are people in that industry specifically asking about or talking about? And then we do our research there. We do obviously keywords everywhere. We will go to answer the public. We'll go to Quora. I'll even have him go on to Quora and some of my clients go start answering some questions. So you could see for yourself because the biggest mistake I think people make when it comes to personal branding is 
the people who really do have something to say would love to just set up a camera, press record and just start talking about whatever they want to talk about. But that's where self-awareness comes in. And you have to you have to really respect uh, the audience in, the, in this particular manner. You have to give them what they want and not just talk about what you want to talk about. So that is something that takes a lot of coaching, so to speak. But uh, that is that is how we strategically come up with. And, and that doesn't sound so crazy because it's not. It's just something a lot of people would rather not pay attention to. Because once you get on a roll, you think everything's going to pop off. But no, you have to be strategic to keep it continuing to go up. I'm so glad that you brought in that distinction there around the content, even when it's personal brand content, is not. it's not about you. That You need to understand who your audience is for this content. That's no right. one's going to engage with content that's just whatever you want to say on any particular day. Right. And there is plenty of that stuff out there. I've seen plenty of YouTube channels that are going nowhere of people that are just, you know, they're just getting on there and talking about what they want to talk about because there's no clear understanding of who is the audience and how is this content going to impact on that audience to move them to take some sort of action um, or think differently or, um, you know, consider an idea or whatever it may be, whatever the goal for your content is. That's so important. Yes. Uh, And I'm glad you brought up that distinction there. And thanks as well for unpacking some of the the processes you go through to do that. So if we just kind of think about the cumulative results, you talked about the the numbers, the stats, the metrics, right? Um, That's great. I think they're very compelling. But talk to us about, and, you know, still about this particular case study, but what is the, what's the business results or what's, how has his brand reached more people or has it led to more impact in his non-for-profit or, you know, what's the real world results here? Uh, I'm going to, I, I, I know you want to stay on that one. I want to go to just one other person because this example is exactly the perfect, perfect. answer. Yeah. Go for it. I have my very first client. We met at a uh, vid summit and this gentleman has no business being around video, anything. <laughs> I promise you <laughs> okay. that he completely did it on a whim. We met and somehow we shared a beer. And next thing I know, uh, a few months later, he goes, I really could use your help with video. And and I very loosely did what I do now. So this was like my first big client. So we started working together and I realized he was telling, he said to me, I want my goal, Rich, is one speaking engagement per month for the duration of our contract, which was a year. I said, no problem. I, I, kind of had a lump in my throat, like, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to look horrible. So what we started doing was making content for him, following along the same lines as as uh, what we talked about. But what I realized is he was publicly doing a lot of public speaking, and there was never anybody there. And I'm like, you have to capture that. Because this person is so animated that nothing they ever say is the same. There, there is no standard signature speech and, and the uh, enthusiasm and the charisma is on another level. So the reason this became so important is because if I can show this person in their domain over and over and chop up, you know, and, and get to some of these engagements, put some multicam sequences together, get some audio beforehand afterwards, you know, how did it go? How do you feel? All these different things. What happens is people start to just literally look at that person as someone who speaks publicly often. So what happened was in four months, we had 12 speaking engagements and they started becoming paid. 
in in that was in four months. Uh, we are approaching 12 months and he hit 21. And before all this that happened, he was slated for a ton this year. So that is one of the business outcomes. He also, and, and I'm very, very big on video testimonials. If anyone ever has anything good to say and they're like, Rich, thank you so much. I'm like, don't say it. Let me get a camera. <laughs> like record, let's get on Zoom right now. Um, he said, you know, and this wasn't the intent, uh, and I'll get to that, what I mean by that in a second, but he's like, there is now a, a stream of revenue directly tied to your services. And that's music to my ears. The reason I want to say that is not what we set out to do is I believe it is unbelievably and truly difficult to guarantee ROI, which is that's what that's something we do not do. We do guarantee visibility. And if not, then we will refund, you know, this, this, this month or whatever it is. And I, and I have a certain, you know, kind of KPI for myself, like in three months, this is what I expect to see. Here's your baseline. Here's where we'll be. But a guaranteeing ROI is a completely different story. And that actually, I believe could put someone like me in a bad position as a business person, because that's just something that doesn't have uh, that you can't guarantee. And the reason I say that is because despite getting all these leads, all this engagement, if they're not following through and their sales system is not mature, then it's all just going to be for nothing. And they're just going to get a lot of great vanity metrics. So a lot of it comes up to their team internally. Yeah, it's interesting that idea of ROI, particularly when it comes to this this sort of wide-ranging video strategy. I recently had Phil Nottingham from Wistia on the podcast, and he wow. talks about this metaphor of... Uh, or this analogy, I guess, of looking at, um, you know, the ROI of an individual player in a soccer team, you know, like if you're playing in a team like that, it's not just the person who kicks the goal that is attributed to the win, you know, like, and when you think about your marketing as being multifaceted and not just about your video, but also about what happens on your website, you know, your follow-up, yeah. your your sales process, everything needs to work together as a team in order to kick that goal. And if you try and attribute the win just to to the goal or just to the kicker of the of the goal, then it's probably going to give you some false, false data. So yeah, and I think that's absolutely true when it comes to video as well. So I mean certain videos strategically you can measure whether or not they get the click through that you intend. So you can measure certain metrics, but sure. at the end of the day, as a whole, a video strategy is hard to attribute directly uh, to, to ROI. So I, I love that. That's awesome. So just as I guess to wrap up here, Rich, because this has been a, a super valuable conversation, hopefully inspired many people to start to think about their personal brand and where it fits within their organization or what they're trying to achieve. Mm. Well, what would you say to, to people who maybe aren't the leader of an organization or, you know, they're maybe in management role, maybe they're, they're not the owner or the CEO. Is there a role for personal branding for these people as well? Absolutely. And look, I, I mean, there's a plaque behind me from my military service. And if I knew everything I knew now, I would have been starting my personal brand way back. And, and here's why it's important, not just for the type of clientele that I pursue, which is, which is clearly by design. The reason your personal brand is important, regardless of whatever role you're in, is, is you will quickly discover if you like talking about what you do and your industry at all. And that is an exercise in determining do I want to do this for the next five to 10 years or 50 years of my life, whatever it may be, whatever you feel compelled to talk about or comment on or contribute to in terms of, 
you know, what is out there on the internet, whether it's YouTube or if you're on LinkedIn, you know, professional articles about project management or AI, whatever it may be, that is a, that is, those are breadcrumbs for you to say, wow, maybe that's where I need to be. And you will find that contributing and, and, and immersing yourself in that community is very good for your personal brand because people will start to know you. People will start to enjoy your comment or you at least will contribute to their comments and build your own rapport and your knowledge base and realize, hey, this is what I want to do. So you do not have to be an executive. And if you are someone like I was who served and I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, having that personal brand intact is going to make me as an individual more marketable for certain positions. That's just the nature of it. But I think it is a very, very good test to determine what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And I've actually never said that on a podcast before. It kind of is clicking for me right now. But yeah, I like it. that is truly a way to decipher if you're going to be happy long term, which is why I could do these podcasts all day. If we were talking about logistics, I'd say, see you later. No, thanks. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, I, I really think... It's it's not and, and the last thing I want to say actually, a lot of people feel like you have to create your personal brand. Your personal brand already exists. It's just a matter of you're actually putting it out there or not. Who you are, how you operate, what you do, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what time you get up, all these things, that is literally already there. You don't have to craft anything. You just have to put the message out. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I love that. And for those people who are up and coming in an organization and looking to build their personal brand, do you think it it can come from from the bottom up or does does it need to kind of come from the top down? In other words, you know, does the owner or the CEO of the company need to encourage others to put their personal brand out there behind what they're doing or or would you recommend that you just start giving value and in a personal way and you know, allow it to form its own structure, I guess. Yeah, that's a, Does that make sense where I'm going it, with that? It makes, it makes complete sense. And, you know, it's funny. I, I got a video message once from a woman who said, I really want to work on my personal brand, but I'm not sure how my, my you know, company is going to look at it. And I said, have they explicitly told you that you can't contribute to social media? As long as obviously, I mean, let's be honest, like as long as we're talking about professional content, you know, not not Mm -hmm. anything polarizing, not anything overtly, you know, political or, or, you know, anything like that. Just just talking about her or her industry. She's like, no, I go then do it. Yeah. And the reason I said that is because if you leave your personal brand in the hands of someone else, then what's really going on? And and you will probably be able to determine, you know, how value added you are to your higher leadership, meaning you are just a number, in my opinion, if they're like, you should not be doing this, or, you know, uh, you cannot be doing this and, and whatever it may be. So, uh, you know, at a fundamental level, I think everyone should be entitled to do that on their own um, as, as long as they realize there can be repercussions if they really go left or right in a certain way. Uh, should it come from top down? I don't think so. I think it's a good sign. I mean, I think it's a great sign if you know that your leadership is there and that that's probably really good. Like, oh, did you see so-and-so's post this morning? Like, he's a truly good leader, especially some some people don't see their leadership very often especially you know i mean uh, especially if they're 
organization is all over the country or a nation or, or world or whatever it may be. So that's a good way for other for the people in the company that don't get to see them to kind of follow their lead. And that is probably just uh, encouragement that they could and should do the same. Yeah. Awesome. Well said. Look, uh, uh, we'll wrap it up there. This has been a great conversation and I think it, it really has, you know, put some, I guess, put some real strategy behind this idea of building a personal brand and, and particularly the power of video to do that. So, so thank you for coming on and sharing that, that Rich. Um, can you, for people that want to reach out and maybe connect with you further and follow you, what's the best place for people to, to find more from Rich Cardona? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So LinkedIn is is my favorite platform. Uh, I'm on, I'm everywhere, but uh, Rich Cardona, C-A-R-D-O-N-A on LinkedIn. Uh, and then richcardonamedia.com if you just wanted to check some things out. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I get to every DM, I get to every comment, and I'm happy to entertain questions and, and help you in any way I can. Fantastic. And we'll have all the links that Rich mentioned there in the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 140. Rich Cardona, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. All right, so I hope you really enjoyed that episode and found it as interesting as I did. I really enjoyed my chat with Rich Cardona and I think that idea of personal branding and video, they just go hand in hand, such a powerful combination. So really grateful for the opportunity to have this conversation today. And if you've enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to subscribe to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast if you're not already and leave a rating and a review on the Apple Podcast Store. That would be super appreciative. Every rating or review helps this podcast reach more people and and lets me realize that you're listening as well. So I appreciate it. Head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes. Follow the prompts there to leave a review. Now, don't forget, doors are open this week only until Saturday, the 18th of April, 2020 at midnight Australian time. So if you're interested in learning more and you want to jump in on that program right now, head on over to onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com. I appreciate you for listening once again, and I'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. Bye for now. See ya.